You're listening to the Sports on Tap Podcast Network. Cheers to sports. It's a blessing to have you guys tuned in to Pod That. Two brothers talking sports today. I'm Sammy. And I'm George. Welcome in today's podcast and to the greatest show in podcasting. Today we start with a clip of the final play with the Cowboys and the 49ers. San Francisco to get to the quarterback here. Prescott takes off running the football. Whoa, I don't think this is going to work out. It will. They'll be able to clock this. They were playing for it. It's Four. down, down. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the official gets in the way. The game's oh over. Gosh. The game is over. Oh, he did. Oh, they're going to look at this. It's, it's going to be over because the umpire has to touch the ball. Of course, that's ridiculous for a game to end like that, Jim. Wow, I am livid if I'm a Cowboy fan and if I'm a Niners fan. That's the fan. end of the game. The yeah. game is over. The game is over at San Francisco. Well, 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 Sammy. That's one way to end a football game. One wild-ass way to end a football game. And to be honest, George, just to like keep it 100 from the beginning, for those who don't like the Dallas Cowboys, that's exactly how they wanted to see them boys, as most people would say. That's how exactly they wanted to see them go out. It was like the classic, like, look at the Cowboys, fuck this one up. Um, and, you know, the the QB draw play. And it was just one of those wild moments that how do you expect that to happen in a game in the middle of a playoff? You don't because you wouldn't expect a coach to either sign off on that or call that himself. No, absolutely. And then, man, I was just thinking about it in general. The Dallas Cowboys have had so many playoff weird ways of losing since they've won their last Super Bowl. Um, it just in since 2000, which is, you know, when we majority of our time watching football, we've had the Tony Romo, uh, you know, fumbled the, the snap on a field goal against the Seahawks. We had the Des Bryant catch, no catch. And now you have the Des. Uh, Dak Prescott running out the clock on his own self. <laughs> and I don't know who called that play. Kellen Moore, Mike McCarthy, Dak no, we Prescott know. himself. I'm sorry, we know. It's Kellen Moore who called in the play, and Mike McCarthy okayed the play coming down from Kellen Moore. This is a very well-known uh, fact on, it's a, on, on the in the media world right now. He he said it after the game. Kellen Moore, yeah. Kellen Moore called it. All right, that's that's what they say. I mean, I that's why I'm saying sometimes, you know, someone needs to take the, you know, the blame. So I don't know if that's Hundred percent, what happened? Because <laughs> the head coach would not agree that that's what happened, and take the blame on his offensive coordinator when the offensive coordinator says, "I called it," and McCarthy okayed it. I mean, it was uh, okay. It's a pretty known right, thing right. that's been talked about. <laughs> sure, sure, we can agree to disagree on that fact. I mean, someone maybe they were asked to take the blame. I have no idea. Who cares what happened there? It's just another dumb way the Cowboys have lost a playoff game. Is what is the biggest point of this whole entire thing. Like how, how, how many times can the Cowboys lose a stupid ass game? Like how many stupid ways can they lose games? If you're a Cowboys yeah. fan, like it's nuts. They lose a lot of dumb games and we'll probably, we'll, we'll, we'll brief this up a little bit here quickly because we're going to talk about this a little more when we rate the game at the end. Cause I want people to know we are about to get into basically giving a rotten tomatoes one from a hundred percent rating of the game, watching what happened, whatever. We're literally going to rate every playoff game. And I think that before we get there, I, I do want to say, like you said, it's nuts that the Cowboys did these things, but I, I was going to mention that Kellen Moore thing one more time because mm. unfortunately for you, it's known that he did call 
the play, and I find I find it quite crazy that mm-hmm. before this playoff game, you had Kellen Moore basically being a hot topic for like every head coaching job, right? Like, oh, offensive genius, yada yada, and he makes one of the like, you know, maybe one of the worst calls we've seen in a long time. Everybody wants Mike McCarthy to uh, has ever been a guy that's getting he's gotten the second job and people just like love to hate on him. And then you have Dan Quinn, who's lost a lot of jobs, who was in line to get a lot of head coaching jobs. And then the defense pretty much shit the bed the entire first half, actually pretty much three quarters shit the bed. If it wasn't Jimmy Garoppolo throwing an egregious pick, you know, we would have seen a bad defensive performance, a bad head coaching performance and a bad offensive performance from the Cowboys. And that's why both their coaches, both offensive and defensive head coaches were, you know, getting all this love for new jobs. It's pretty crazy to see how much like things changed over a course of a game. And I think it's a little <laughs> overplayed to, for it to change people's opinions, but you know how, uh, you know how people react. Yeah. It's more the media reacting, man. I, I don't think if some, if Kellen Moore was interviewing for other head coaching jobs and someone likes him, I don't think that play is going to be like, well, now we can't hire Kellen Moore. I think that's the media saying, Oh my God, how can Kellen Moore actually be getting this interview? Like after this, I think it's more of that than anything else. That's not what I said, but that's fine. I meant more like, I meant more. It's just funny that two of the hottest candidates ended up having like, the two worst performances in the playoffs. Oh, uh, I see what, what I, I see what you're saying. I thought you yeah, meant yeah. like, oh, it's crazy, like what happened to them, and they will never get a job now. I was like, well, no, it wouldn't. But no, that's no, they're getting good jobs. I'm saying that yeah, two of the hottest candidates had two of the biggest like, like uh, shit the bed games, right? The offensive performance, Dallas barely had a good offense until basically the fourth quarter, and then the defense obviously played bad pretty much all throughout until Jimmy Garoppolo handed them over some. So this Cowboys. You know, but people hate Mike McCarthy and how he runs teams too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's won a Super Bowl. I mean, I I'm not good enough to tell you if he's a good coach or not because mm-hmm. he won a Super Bowl and he took Dallas to the playoffs this year. He, to me, he seems like he's doing an okay job, right? But he's another guy that one, people love hating. I will make one point on him if you if for the people who don't think he's a good head coach and we can, you know, like I I agree with you. I don't know enough either way, but um, Matt Lafleur through three seasons has the best record of any head coach in NFL history. So that may mean something. <laughs> it, that could mean that Mike McCarthy wasn't doing as good of a job in Green Bay. That's correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, but I don't know. I I'm not sitting there playing doing X's and O's. I think if Mike McCarthy was a younger looking head coach that was skinny. And kind of look like Kyle Shanahan, Matt Lafleur, Jer- Cliff Kingsbury, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, um, Sean McVay. No one would make fun of him, but it's easy when you look like Fred Flintstone for people to kind of want to go out there and be like, "Oh, look at the big fat football coach, idiot." Well, there's one more part to that too, and the fact that basically Aaron Rodgers wanted him out, so it gives even a more like, "Oh, look, Aaron Rodgers doesn't even like this coach, right?" And you know right. how that Aaron Rodgers doesn't want him. He's not the young, hip, good-looking head coach. And then it's like, on top of it all, George, he does play for the Dallas Cowboys or coach for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, if anywhere you're going to get hate, they got booed off the field and had, like, food and beverages thrown at them right? while walking off the field after making the playoffs in Dak Prescott's first full year back. Like, you know, I know that – I know you want to win more than a – you know, go, you want to win a playoff game, not just go to the playoffs, but yeah. this is, wasn't it Dak's first year fully back? 
from the injury? Was that last yeah, year? Yeah, yeah. No, last year, Huey, he got hurt, I think, week four. He missed yeah. most of his season. They missed the playoffs. Yeah, you're right. Mike McCarthy's first full season with a healthy quarterback in Dallas. They make the playoffs. They had a chance to win the football game. Um, and, and yeah, unfortunately, they lost and they got garbage thrown at them. Speaking of rotten tomatoes, they, it's like, you know, when a bad performance, they got rotten tomatoes thrown at them. Um, Although but, we started this one with this one because this is one of those that isn't one of the worst rated ones of the weekend. And this is one of the better rated ones of the weekend on a very, uh, very bad performing box office weekend for the super wildcard weekend. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I have a whole spiel about that when we go through our story time and yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I don't have much to say about that. The 49ers, by the way, I do want to say one thing about let's them talk, before we get going. Let's talk about the 49ers as we do this rating. Okay. So, um, okay. As we talk about this rating, I want to just say, let's look at like the, so part of my rating system, you're going to laugh at this is like this, the cast, right? Like every good movie has a cast. The The cast of this game is obviously, you know, the stars, Dak Prescott, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, supporting character roles, Mike McCarthy, Zeke Elliott, but the best performing character. And I think he's more of a star is Debo Samuel, man. That guy is unbelievably fun to watch. Yeah, he he's one of those guys that could lit. What's the best way? He he's like what people wanted OBJ to be, and I, that's no hate on OBJ because yeah. we'll get to OBJ. Oh <laughs> yeah, we will. Uh, what was it? He was the highest rated receiver in the playoffs this weekend. Yep. Uh, I think like PFF rating and had the fucking throw. He's had six touchdowns since joining the. The Rams, I think he had six touchdowns in three years with the Browns. So that was no shame at OBJ. But he, Debo is what people wanted OBJ to be. The guy yeah. that's going to have like 10 catches for 120 yards, have three, uh, what, like jet swings w- with a pitch that gets you 15, mm-hmm. 20 yards. I know he was short on that fourth down play, uh, third down play, actually. It ended up being fourth and in inches, and they got it. But, I mean, that guy, turned he turns nothing. He turns nothing. I'm sorry. I choked on my own spit. Something into nothing. There you go. Thank you. Woo. That was a rough one for a second. George knew exactly where I was going, but that's what he does. Hey, that's man, I'm, I'm sorry, man. That You know, Debo Samuel does that. It makes you, you know, salivate in the mouth. You're going to choke on your spit a little bit. I mean, yeah, he's a very, very, very intriguing player, but I mean, relax, man. Relax. I was going to go more with like, <laughs> he made me cry because he's a, he's not on the Seahawks. We have to play against Seriously. Him. Probably twice better. a year. I don't really salivate over players, but that's okay. That's a George thing, as you guys know now. George loves salivating over players. Like Carson I Wentz. Can bar- I can barely even say the word. Like Carson Wentz and others who also... Not worth not, not worth uh, loving. Uh, all right. So we, uh, do you want to go ahead and give the first Rotten Tomato, or do you, you got anything else to say? Because I, I, I got a really interesting take on this. Well, um, at the end of the day, this game was probably the second or first most entertaining game of the weekend. Um, now, if we were just basing our rating system on, okay, one of them has to be the best, this would probably be, you know, a 90%, right? But right. for me, you know, a 90% game is like a Seahawks-Packers NFC Championship game, right? That's like a 99, one of the best movies mm-hmm. of all time. I'm not basing this on just the box office weekend. I'm basing this in general of, you know, what football we're used to. So for me, this game has to, and I'm probably going to have some bad scores for the rest of the games, but this one's going to be somewhere around an 85% for me because it was exciting and fun, but there was, there was a big chance of the plat. Like the, the storyline of it all was pretty stupid. How we got there. 
Yes, absolutely. And that's why I'm going with a 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. Sammy, the beginning of a game kind of sucked. The first quarter sucked. The second quarter sucked. The third quarter sucked. It finally started getting good in the fourth quarter. And then the ending took so long. The last minute, 50 seconds left of that game took like 30 minutes for measuring reviews of fourth down plays there wasn't like that much actual action and then the ending kind of reminded remember the movie with kevin uh costner in the he ran the cleveland browns draft day when they traded like 27 first round picks to, to move up in the draft and then they ended up like taking a running back or some bullshit like that that's kind of how this ended to me like why did that the way the game ended was like wait that's really how it's going to end. Like, this is not even a good ending. So I have to give it a 73% on rot- Rotten Tomato. Pretty sure you said 79 the first time. I wrote it down as you said it, but we'll walk with 73% now. Sounds 73, like. 73, um, please. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I completely disagree, but it's fine. I think that it, it was the only entertaining game of the week. There's nothing more exciting than watching players like Jimmy Garoppolo and Dak Prescott live up to their name and make ginormous choking mistakes i love watching the 49ers choke as a seahawks fan i think as a fan of football it's really fun to watch the cowboys choke cowboys Mm -hmm. are the type of team where it's really fun to watch them winning and it's fun to watch them kind of just choke up a storm so for me honestly like i don't think you could ask for much better for this game i rarely i'll rarely ever care about the first and second quarter of a game um it's like if a movie starts off slow but it has the greatest ending it's usually a really high rated uh, movie. So for me, it's all about the ending. And if I have any reason to keep my eyes glued at the end of a movie or if I'm falling asleep, like, you know, there's other games this weekend. Did you even watch the fourth quarter, George? No, no. They're going to be rated even lower. George always likes gimmicks. He says he doesn't like gimmicks. But he's a gimmick guy. So I, I've told you multiple to times gimmicks. on this podcast. I like my gimmicks, not others. Let's go back in order now, even though we started off with the Raiders and Cowboys. Next would be... Uh, not Raiders and Cowboys, 49ers. And Cowboys. 49ers and Cowboys. Next would be Raiders and Bengals. That was the first game of the weekend um, and probably the best game of the weekend. Um, this one, I'm going to assume... Actually, I'm, I'm 100% sure it's going to be both of our highest rated. Yeah, it's going to be my highest rated game as well. Um all right, let's do this again. The main characters on this movie, the, and the superstar in this movie was Joe Burrow and Derek Carr. Uh, those were the two guys. They're the main main actors, as we like to say. But not much of a supporting supporting roles here. I guess you got Jamar Chase, very good supporting role, and the head the the assistant head coach. If this is a movie, the assistant head coach brought back the Raiders from this disarray and led them to the playoffs. So there is a good storyline here in general in Cincinnati trying to win their first playoff game since text messaging was even available. So I thought that was cool. I'm going to give this a solid, solid, solid uh, 83% on Rotten Tomato for the storyline. Um, yeah, you know, I hate to be a bearer of bad news, but you missed a lot of important details. The most important detail when you're talking about, I know you'd like to do your whole gimmicky storyline all this stuff you missed the most important part which is the fact that the team won by seven correct seven Um, points yes and the team that won by seven points got a got seven points in a situation where they did not were not supposed to have seven points 
So there was also a plot twist. And uh, oh, plot twist! Day, I love the I love the plot twists. The plot twist is after the movie. If you think about it, right in this situation, people were talking about the movie. Now, all the rest of the games we're going to talk about this week, there's not much to talk about after the movie, right? It was like, okay, maybe the Big Ben retiring or maybe, you know, uh, look at Bill Belichick getting killed. But really, the only one that had controversy was the Dallas last play in this Bengals game. And I know somebody like mm-hmm. you, George, will say, well, he would have scored anyways. It's not for sure. Uh, first of all, the whistle being blown in midair by rule, it doesn't matter if you think he would have caught it, you don't think they would have caught it, if we're going by like what's a challengeable rule or just the regular rule, that's a dead ball and it should be no touchdown, right? And I believe it was third down, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was third down, actually. So that was a really huge moment of the game. Also get the wide receiver or sorry, the corner in that situation. The corner did not jump once the whistle was blown. Did you notice he started to jump and then kind of went like this? And the, even the Bengals receivers on the other side kind of just went, went limp and we're like okay what's happening and the defender stopped jumping there's no argument to this one i mean like there's, there's no, literally I, 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 there is an argument and i'm gonna no, get, ask not. you it's just a no, rule I, i'm not talking about if he would have caught it if he wouldn't should it be different it should have not been a catch can i can i ask you a question sure if, I if, if my the, rating. that's fine i i don't know i know but we'll, we'll get to the rating here because this is an important play and i forgot to talk about it Sammy, okay, so let's just say they blew the whistle and then the play didn't count and they fucked over the Bengals. The Bengals would be complaining just as much as the Raiders are complaining. Once again, now, correct? You're, this is where you're, you're mistaken. Once again, this isn't about screwing somebody over. Like, you're the only person I've see, heard say this argument. Like, the play, all we're talking about, what is the rule? That's like saying, if I didn't catch the ball, but I gave them the catch... Uh, what if they didn't call the catch and screwed them over? It's not a screw. Yeah, over. sure. The rule, the rule. What's the rule? If the whistle's blown yeah. while the ball's midair, the play's dead. Yeah, no, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just wondering, like, what is the alternative? Like, like at the end of the day, I feel like there is no know, alternative. It's the right call. <laughs> they made the wrong call. Okay, but the wrong calls to also blow the whistle on a play that the whistle shouldn't be blown. That would have been also like they shouldn't have ever blown the whistle. So the refs That's made fine. two mistakes. That's a ref point. We're not talking about the refs here. We're just talking about what happened in the game, right? Like this is the one thing about like a football game, a movie, and this is mm-hmm. this is why this one's the most interesting of the whole wild card weekend, yeah. right? I mean, like you look at the Rams games and the Steelers games. Like we have nothing to even. Uh, <laughs> Right, like, right, to not, talk about. Yeah, it's just like, oh, OBJ is looking good. Like, let's see what happens next week. Uh, but this game, sure, the refs could have made a stupid whistle or this could have happened or this could have happened. All I'm saying is at the end of the day, what makes it so interesting is that it was 100% the wrong call was call- called and there's no other way of reviewing it. Now, it yeah. reminds me, and it's this one was way bigger, obviously, of a play, but like the Rams Saints pass interference no call, right? Right. It was well, that was a bigger play. Yeah, it was the last play basically to go to a Super Bowl. Yeah, or NFC Championship. No, Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah, uh, it was NFC Championship game. The reason it's so interesting is because literally the call on the field was wrong, and there's no way of reviewing it. Right? Correct. That's, so I'm not saying that. Like in that Ram Saints game, that's the ref fault, right? Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying it's the Rams' fault or it's the the Saints' fault. Like just like this, I'm not saying poor Bengals if they accidentally blew the whistle or poor Raiders that uh, 
you know, they, they lost the game. I'm just saying what's really interesting is that the ref made the 100% unarguable wrong call and an inverted whistle. Sure. But like, so a hundred percent of what happened on that play was incorrect. Mm-hmm. And the game ended on a score difference of that score, which would change yeah. the game. Completely. Now I just, I also wish it changed this rule. Like, cause it, in theory, right. It should have been a dead play, dead play fourth dead down, play, but dead ball. you were thinking about dead ball. But, <laughs> yeah. Fourth down. But what kind of bullshit would that have been too, right? Like, oh, you blew the whistle. Now you fucked off over to like in a perfect world, like the NFL should look at this now and say, if this ever happens again, just replay the down. Not like, oh, it's just dead and the Bengals get screwed over. So that's, I honestly think the most fair thing in that scenario would have been replaying the down as well. Me because, too. I agree like with you that. said, it would have been fourth down. Now you have to settle for a field goal or go for it and not get any points. And number two for the Raiders. I mean, it's not the Raiders' fault that the corner just decided not to jump when he heard the whistle, right? right. I mean, like, of course, a lot of people are trying. I've I've seen two sides of this. A lot of people say, "Oh, he's going to score the touchdown anyways." I've also That's the seen side I'm of, on. Yeah, but it's not factual. Neither side. It's factual. not factual. It's, it's, an, it's an opinion. It's an opinion. Yeah. Yeah. My my thing is, I have no opinion on it. I don't. This is why I find so interesting is we actually don't know what was going to happen because the corner was technically right there. Like, I don't know if his vertical is 36 inches or 41 inches. I don't know if he's. How I looked is... up his vertical. I looked up his vertical, thirty-two, so he wouldn't have got it. Okay, but you don't know his wingspan. <laughs> he has a six-five wingspan, so maybe he would have gotten it. Maybe he there would've. you go. <laughs> like that's where I find it interesting is people tried to make it such an absolute. Well, he was going to catch it anyways. I don't know if he was. He might have. He might have also batted it down. He might have gotten picked off. He might have. If the whistle didn't happen, maybe he would have. It could have been a pass interference. Maybe he would have hit him midair. Like <laughs> the ball would have been on the one-yard line. I just think it's really interesting that. The best game of the weekend basically had the hundred percent wrong calls happen like twice in one play. The inadvertent whistle was wrong, right? Like, right. Mm. first of all, why would you call him out? Why would you blow the whistle to say he's out of bounds? Because I'm pretty sure every touchdown is reviewed, right? Right. So finish the play. We would have seen if he even caught it or not. And then if he stepped out of bounds, it would have been reviewed. So that's where I'm just so shocked sometimes with refereeing in sports because. We've talked about this. Like when there's a fumble that's questionable, why are you blowing your whistle? Just let I know, them finish I hate that. the play. It's the same exact example. Finish the play and let's see what happens. And for all those reasons, to be honest, it was Joe Burrow's first playoff game. Derek Carr's first playoff game. Um, the city of Cincinnati, dude, the Cincinnati crowd was going insane. Um, yeah. I well, I mean, just- imagine almost what almost 30 years now since they won a playoff game i'd be going insane too that's it was amazing. 1990s well technically was 30 yeah. years this is the 31st it would have been so 30 years yeah. yeah um at the end of the day i think 83 is a shame for this game because you know we know it's super wild card weekend right it's not the super bowl but like you can have a small budget movie still be a really high quality movie so for me i'm giving it a 93 percent sorry oh, wow that's, a, that's beautiful that wrong i meant 90 oh. 90 reason, okay that's still good it's still very good very gonna, good movie i was gonna give it a 90 percent is because their last playoff win was 1990 and to celebrate the 30 years of no wins i'm gonna give them the 90 percent for a beautiful win in cincinnati all right no i like that a lot that's a, that's a nice fit it's a fair review i'm not gonna disagree with it you just like you're a low you're a tough critic you're like one of those you're one of those that they try to block off a uh, rotten tomato you know Given seventy yeah. percent <laughs> for final second game to go to the wire. Well, I know you're right, but it's wild. So I also like think about the stage. Twelve percent. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't like it. <laughs>
Uh, the next game. game up was a very, very boring one, which was the New England Patriots 17 to the Buffalo Bills 47. And I guess it's my turn first on this one. And all I have to say is storyline was exciting for Buffalo, just like Cincinnati. So that probably boosted up a little bit because last year was not, it was a reduced crowd. It wasn't a real Buffalo Bills playoff game, right? Right. This was a really cool atmosphere playing against their like rivals. I know Brady's not there, but a team that they really would love to get by once in a while, like over 20, the last 20 years, um, they really beat down Bill Belichick. Josh Allen looked like a absolute superstar. I think he joined, it was like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and him to throw five touchdowns. I think, what was it? It was like five touchdowns in three quarters in the playoff game. It was something weird. I forgot exactly what it was, but he joined like an elite class of passing. Um, but the game was a joke. Um, what was it? It was 27 to three at halftime. So unfortunately, despite the excitement of the Bills um, and all that, the Bills beating Bill Pelichek, I'm going to give it like a 50% because it was quite the, a boring game. Like there was almost no reason to tune in after 10 minutes. Yeah. It's like, it was like one of those Hollywood movies. You got everything you want there. Right. Sam, you, you got the main actors, the Josh Allen's, the Bill Belichick's, the young Mac Jones, upcoming actor. And you have the setting Buffalo Saturday night, super duper cold weather. The fans going crazy, everything high budget movie, but just the storyline sucked. Like that that was that game was literally nothing. It was unwatchable after the first quarter. And that means most of the movies unwatchable. I'm giving it a bad, really bad 27% on Rod Tomatoes. 27%. Yeah. You know what like you know what 27% movies are? Like Yeah. I would you I would never rewatch them and I'd never want to rewatch this game. So how these ratings work, but I'm just gonna let George do what he does. Next game is the Buccaneers. Another shitty game. The Buccaneers against the Eagles. 31 to 15. Tampa Bay wins again. Um all 15 points, by the way, for the Eagles were in the fourth quarter. So it was 31 nothing at the end of the third, just to keep that in mind. Yeah, I'm going to have to say this is the worst game of the day. There was nothing going on here that would get me excited. Yeah, just Tom Brady, Jalen Hurts, the Buccaneers, and like, oh, we're trying to repeat as Super Bowl champions. The only reason that kept this game kind of going was like Sunday morning, people getting their day going, and they had it on their TV no matter what. So I'm going to give this on worst game of the day, 21% on Rotten Tomato. I would never rewatch this in a million years. Yeah, I'm going to give it, my last game was a 50, but at least it was in Buffalo. This was in Tampa Bay. Jalen Hurts is just not the quarterback that of the future. Like, I'm so sorry to say it. Um, Pre-playoffs, I was almost ready to give him a chance, even though I knew I was getting tricked by the ads that played to start the year or to end the year and run the bid. But, you know, it still takes a good quarterback to keep a team together like that, right? I mean, like, that's a that's a real thing. And I think you would agree with that. Like, OK, at least he, he might have the leadership, wouldn't you say? I at think least. he does. I, I mean, if if one thing he, he has, he has a leadership, he has the intangibles of like the guy has been benched so many times and he's never like feels like he's always fighting for an opportunity to be a starter. And it looks like he's about to fight for another one. Yeah. And it's. I don't know. 
he always is fighting for a spot, but it shows he's always just not good enough. Uh, yep. But with respect to Tom Brady being in this game, instead of giving them like a 20%, just because we got to watch another week of Tom Brady dominating at 44 years old, I'll give it like a 35%. Okay. That was, yeah, I mean, like you could have seen that from a mile away for yeah. George, but the plus. Yeah, you should. I should have seen it from a mile away, but unfortunately, did not. Uh, you knew it. You just you're just stubborn, and you said that you were going to bet whoever the Steelers or whoever the Chiefs. Uh, God, Jesus, I'm thinking about the next game. You said before the playoffs, whoever the Eagles play, I'm going to bet on them on the spread. And I was like, and then when they came up on our bets for the week last week, you were like, well, only because I said I'd do it. I know. Like, I actually said those words only because I said I'd do it. Well. That's why I went three and three. I would have done a complete 180, man. I would have been like, fuck it. They're playing Tampa Bay. Like, they're obviously not going to win. Right. No, no. That's just made a mistake. Mistakes made. Um, Next would be the another shitty game, but at least it was Ben Roethlisberger in his final performance of his career, which adds a little bit of a storyline. You have the Steelers losing 21 to the Chiefs, 42. Um, Another bad game. Another blowout. Um, and I'll let you go first because I don't want to choke again, and I'm going to take a sip of water. All right, man. Yeah. I, I mean, this game, the only thing that happened in this game that kept it entertaining a little bit, as you said, Ben Roethlisberger's final game, and that fact that TJ Watt had a scoop and score to go up 7 nothing right at the beginning of the game, and it made it feel like, oh, my God, could the Steelers pull off a miracle? Nope. And all of a sudden, the Chiefs just – literally became the Kansas City Chiefs that everyone was wondering where they were a lot of times during the year. The long passes, the touchdowns, the barrage of scoring. The Chiefs look like the Chiefs. I mean, I'm going to give this like a nice little 33% again on Rotten Tomatoes. Not a great game, but at least the beginning was fine. 33% you said? Yep, 33. All right. For me, as you love low scores, um, what did I give the Eagles bucks? I gave a 35%. This is somewhere in between the Eagles bucks and the bills Patriots for me, just because out of respect to Patrick Mahomes playing, and I've respect the final game of Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I'll give it a 40%, but also, you know what? Just like a shitty game. Like I've, you know, we were, we were uh, out of town this weekend. We were just sitting around. We had it on like a laptop and we we're sitting outside hanging out with people, but there was kind of no what like no intrigue to tune in at some point. Yeah, just when it was seven nothing, you're like, oh, we used a little bit of an eyebrow raise. Like, are the are the Steelers really going to do something here that's going to be fun? And then, no, nah, no, nah, not at all. We've been tricked. Yeah, I, I really would have loved if they just at least kept it close for like, you know, to the third quarter. But it was pretty obvious after the Chiefs got their first points on the board too that they were going to start a running away with it yeah absolutely last but not least on our uh, rotten tomato whatever you want to call it the pod that tomato ratings uh for super wild card weekend we'll do this next week too so stay tuned yep. but the last one for this week is the rams monday night beating the cardinals quite handedly george and it was an embarrassing moment for kyler murray and cliff kingsbury's coaching but I will say, I know people are going to overreact about them and about what happened, but we got to remember, this is all part of the uh, process with young teams, young coaches, and young Agreed. Couldn't agree more. Make the playoffs, get your ass beat one year, 
the next year you'll probably make the playoffs, make it to round two, have a tough game, and then you're on your way to trying to be Super Bowl contenders. That's usually the process. Um, but given the fact that this was Showtime LA, we really saw it with OBJ and Matt Stafford and them kicking ass. While I can't give it something like higher than a 50% because it was kind of a blowout, um, I'm going to give it – actually, I'll give it over a 50%. I gave the Bills Patriots a 50% because of the star power in this game and the quarterbacks in L.A., I'll give it a 55%. And, okay. And, and it's part of the process for the Cardinals. Yeah, you know, I kind of feel the same way. I'm, I'm not going to give it as low ratings as I did to the other games. I'm going to give it a 50%. One, it's memorable, right? It's the first ever Monday night football playoff game. You're going to give a little extra on that. Yeah, they two, gave us a little you, extra thing to watch on a Monday, right? Yeah, exactly. And number two, Matt Stafford was really, really good in high school. He was really, really good in Georgia. And now he's won a playoff game. He's been really, really good in L.A. Man, Detroit's organization must suck. He was also really good in Detroit. Yeah. Okay. He's had success in all those other places by winning, like, big games, playoff games, some sort of important games. I know what you meant. I just just wanted to correct you because I was in the mood. Yeah, because he was was good in Detroit. Because he was also good. Yeah, but he didn't have that uh, absolute success. And, man... Feel good for him, right? When is Detroit ever going to get together? I have no idea, but just because you know Stafford did that, I'm going to go 50% and give him a little bit of happiness here. Like, I, at least I got a Monday night football game out of it, and, and I agree with you completely. This is their first rodeo for the Arizona Cardinals, they'll be back. I was going to add one more thing, my friend, is that the pod that brothers themselves, George and Sammy Georgeur. Oh, I'm Sammy, I should have said that first so people don't confuse their voices. <laughs> Sammy and my brother, George Georgeur, the pod that brothers also reside in Phoenix, Arizona right now. So, you know, that gives an extra 5%, right? Yeah, it's our home, not our hometown team, but our residence team. And if you're new to the pod, we're from Seattle. We have Seattle podcasts, a lot of Seattle. We have our own Seattle pages and do a lot of Seattle content, but we do live in Phoenix, Arizona. And so I don't root for the Cardinals. The only Phoenix team I technically root for is the Suns a little bit because we don't have an NBA team, but we reside in the city. So like, that just gives a 5%. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. Gives it a little boost. Awesome. Well, that was our first ever pod that brothers, uh, like rotten tomato pod, that brother tomato, whatever you want to call it ratings. And, uh, before we get on towards to our playoff bets of the weekend, cause I know everybody wants to know, you know, what's our bets this weekend, who's going to win our big bet, which we'll talk about again, before we get into that, we are going to do some story time as we talked about. Yep. And story time can be anything, right? It can be anything you want to talk about, anything I want to talk about in the news world, opinion world, and all that. I will hand you off story time if you want to go first. I have a couple things to talk about that are going to be quick, but I don't know if you have anything specific you'd like to speak about. Yeah, and it goes right to like what we were just talking about, you know, during our opening segment with the tomato meters. Um, this is a like almost like a public service announcement, <laughs> but, man. I'm sorry, I have to, before you start. For all those that are listening and not seeing this on video, the big was George accidentally punching his microphone as he uh, yeah, I mean, as he was doing well, a shrug before his story time. Exactly. <laughs> um, so here's the thing, man. Everyone, this has been kind of my point. We need to stop messing with success and stop expanding everything. We did not need an extra playoff team. The games were shitty. It's like in the NBA, we don't need the play-in games. We don't need shittiness. 
We don't need a 10 seed ever making a playoff. We don't need eight teams in college football playoffs. We just saw Cincinnati get their ass kicked and Michigan get their ass kicked. We don't need to expand everything. We expanded another playoff team. Was not necessary on by any level. We need the two bye weeks. We need 16 games. It's not going to go back to it, but stop. I do not need next year the NFL to be like, you know what's better than seven playoff teams? 10 playoff teams in each conference. Like, I hope it just stops here. No more expansion in playoffs. I've had enough. I want more high-quality games. That's all I got to say. I mean, I wasn't expecting a rant. This was uh, story time, but I think uh, I was going to argue with you for a quick second, but I, I'm, <laughs> I, was under, I was under the impression for 10 seconds that uh, the 49ers were the seventh seed, but I remember they're the three seed. So your seven seeds were the two maybe worst games. And honestly, the three worst games, if we want to be honest for a second, were the six seed Patriots, the seven seed Steelers, and the yeah. seven seed Eagles. Yeah. Three worst games by far. Yeah, yeah um, maybe, totally. The Chiefs had no reason to be playing a game this week against the Steelers. They should no, get they a should bye. have a bye week. And the Buccaneers have no reason to be playing a game with the same record as Green Bay against the Philadelphia Eagles where they just kicked their ass. I think you're right. The seven is a little too much. Um. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I just look. At, I was really going to be like, oh, I don't know, the 49ers, you know. I was, I, wait, like, I was waiting for a pushback. Well, okay, all right, I'm good. Yeah, because you know, you see a lot. I disagree when it comes to college football. I think it's just that's a dumb comparison because there's only four teams, right? Like, yeah. I mean, like you you need four teams. I'm not just trying to see two teams have a chance. There's been no, a game, I agree with that. There's been a three seed that's beat a two seed before, so it's not like uh. It's not useless. No, I'm just kind of like the college football playoffs now voted against it. They're staying at four for the foreseeable future. Like, I'm just saying, I don't need more expansion on playoffs. They'll end up expanding it, though, because it's all about money, George. This Monday night game was about money. This uh, super wild card weekend was about money. Um, but it gives some teams a chance. They're going to keep it. I mean, I'm sure the Raiders oh, are going to keep it ridiculously well, as always, and they'll end up keeping it. Of course, and there'll be one year where like this whole entire rant doesn't matter, and there'll be a seven seed that makes a run to the AFC Championship game, or even the Super Bowl, or even win a Super Bowl. So little like, oh, see, style. yeah, like like oh, see, the seven seed should have like no, like there's always yeah. exceptions to the rule, obviously. Yeah, there always will be. There always will be. Yeah. Um, I wanted to just start by talking about the running quarterbacks in this league. Oh, okay, all right. Um, I saw it on Colin Cowherd today, and I was a little pissed. Remember, I was like, damn it, this is what I was going to talk about on our podcast today, George. And the and you made a one pushback, which we'll get to, but the running quarterbacks did not see as much success as we're used to this year. Nope. And that includes guys even like maybe a Russell Wilson who took a step back from running, but he's always been kind of both. But when you look at Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray after eight weeks started to slow down. Jalen Hurts, like I swear, could, could you know, looks like not a quarterback when it comes to the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even guys like Daniel Jones, who tend to depend on a lot of his legs earlier this season, didn't work out. Um, overly mobile guys that take risks on their body, like Carson Wentz and others, right? It didn't work out. If you look who's remaining in the playoffs, you have Joe Burrow and Ryan Tannehill, mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, 
Matt Stafford and Tom Brady. And then this last game is like a little bit of an exception to the rule, which is Bill's Chiefs. Two guys that are athletic enough to use their legs. And they do, but they're by no means running quarterbacks. Yeah, they don't rely on their legs, right? Their legs are all both just a bonus on that. And I agree with you. Like when you said that, I couldn't believe that how many running quarterbacks were out in the NFL this year. And you're right. Jalen Hurts is the one that maybe the only Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts are the only two like guys that I would really label as pure run, like, like pure, pure running quarterbacks. That but were Kyler, does the both. Kyler does both. No, to oh, totally does both. Totally does both. But those are the two like big running quarterbacks and neither one of them was highly effective in the playoffs. And we've still yet to see like a completely running quarterback, like a guy who's labeled as only a, not only, but as a guy who's Lamar as Jackson. Run, there you go. like a Lamar That's Jackson, Michael Vick, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, guys that you would label as running quarterbacks, more than passing quarterbacks win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Cause there's something else about, there's something about the ability to get, the ball downfield with your arm. And that's important mm-hmm. in the playoffs. I mean, Tom Brady's 44 years old, man. Aaron Rodgers, 39. Um, they're literally just winning games. And they sit in the pocket and make throws. It's more valuable than running the ball. Now, if you can do both, like a Josh Allen, like a Russell Wilson, like a Kyler Murray, it can be really beneficial. But it can also hurt you in a lot of times, right? Kyler Murray, when his... Throwings, uh, I don't know, like the end of this year, once people started scouting him maybe a little differently and things weren't working out, it was a struggle for him. Right? Well, once he came back from his injury and he was a little less mobile because of his injury, he was much less effective. It's very interesting how it works. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, and I still believe that one day we're going to see a running quarterback win a Super Bowl. And, like, for example, Lamar Jackson. I don't know if it will be Lamar Jackson. I'm just using him as an example. But it's going to take a year where this running quarterback has no injuries and comes into the playoffs absolutely in perfect health. Yeah. I think if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Lamar Jackson because he seems like he's working and figures out how to get better every day. Um, But we saw this year was the first time – you know, this is the first year where I didn't see progression, to be honest. And I think you right. agree with that. You kind of saw the same as last year and then maybe a little bit of injury and it gets a cold, you know, which is like a weird thing that happens to him every year. And then um, he needs to drink more orange juice or something. Man. Yeah, I don't know why he needs some vitamin C in Baltimore and uh, too much, uh, too, too heavy of winters. Yeah, that man, guy gets sick how. every time at the end of the year. It's a cold, I, not COVID. I don't, cold. He, is, he is from uh, Boynton Beach, Florida, so he probably wasn't used to this cold weather growing up. And not, maybe he should start spending his off season in Baltimore, get acquainted. Yeah, seriously. Get used to the lack of vitamin C. <laughs> Do you have any other ones? I have another one. I'm just wanted to, no, to, no, to that's toss it. it off to you. No, send, send more of my way, man. I, I, I only had that rant because it was really bothering me. The only other thing that really bothered me this playoffs and I think you know what it is. It's a person. And he didn't bother me for playing. That doesn't bother me that he played. But, like, I'm just so uh. ready to be over J.J. Watt. And, you know, there was, like, hoopla on Twitter. Oh, my God, J.J. Watt's coming back. You know, like, Let's boom, boom. go! His favorite word in the world. Favorite two words, sorry. Only two words, team. he knows. J.J. Watt is not that great anymore. I know he's he can he can be okay. He plays well sometimes. Whatever, whatever you want to say, the man's overpaid. I don't know how he got a big contract with Arizona. Um, you could have known he was going to get hurt, right? I mean, like 
you don't have to be dumb to realize he was going to be hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, is it the, he got a what four year? Was it what was it four year eleven twelve million dollar contract? I forget what it was, but it's it's a tragedy and travesty. I don't know which one it is. A tragedy. The Sorry, JJ it Watt. A, it was a two year twenty eight million dollar contract. That's a lot of money. It's but it's an insanity that JJ Watt still gets more attention. I feel like than TJ Watt and Aaron Donald sometimes. And Aaron Donald sometimes. Like TJ Watt Watt is going to win the Defensive Player of the Year award or Aaron Donald, one of those two. TJ Watt broke the sack record in 15 games, and people are still more concerned about JJ. Let's go. Well, the reason it bothers me, the JJ Watt stuff, is since 2015, here's his seasons. In 2016, he played three games. 2018, he played five games. 20. 2017, sorry. 2018, he played 16 games, but then he was back to eight, back to 16, and then, of course, that's why he got his contract, and now seven games. Yeah, and that's that's J.J. Watt for you. I mean, the guy just doesn't seem like he can stay healthy. When he's healthy, he doesn't seem that productive. He's good. Um, I mean, I'll give try to play a little bit of devil advocate, even though I agree with you completely. The Cardinals' defense was really good earlier in the season when JJ Watt was healthy. He left. They didn't weren't quite as good, but um, that's part of his shtick. He can't stay on the field, so <laughs> just he can't do it. He can't do it, and it bothers me. He came back yesterday. I asked you five times. Is he even on the field? He was. He was yelling. Let's go. I don't know why he bothers me so much, but he does. I That's don't know I either. But I, you know what's weird, man? I can't like pinpoint what bothers me so much about him either. But I agree with you. He really bothers me. Me too. Um, the last thing I wanted to say, to be honest, is please check out our uh, Sports on Tap Seattle podcast. It's me and George. If you like Seattle sports, we're definitely today. It'll be out by the end of today. Whenever you're, if you're listening to this podcast, that will be out too. We will break down the Seattle saga again when off-season news. Russell Wilson's out here saying go Hawks and saying he wants to stay, but then there's reports saying he's going to explore his options. All that will be on our Sports on Tap Seattle podcast. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, if you look in our description, I'll link it there for the Seattle podcast. Um, the Seattle Seahawks off-season saga is, is back. Um, I'm not buying it. I think George probably is buying it because that's usually what happens here. And then uh, we'll be talking about it. Here shortly. Sounds great. He does not confirm or deny. I like that. No, I want to make sure. I'm not going to give it out, man. Go download the pod. Does not confirm or deny. Wow. All right. Well, that's all we got for story time. And uh, before we get into our bonus stuff, George, last but not least, we're going to do our NFL playoff bets. And uh, what was our deal? Explain to the people what our deal is before we get into the get into all the details. Man, you know, pretty simply, last time we made a bet, um, we had a basically a hundred dollar worth-ish of dinner. It can be more, it can be a little less, but preferably more. Um, since I'm I ended win. up spending how much? About two hundred, but that wasn't just on me. It was three people, so I mean, let's. Uh, Yours is gonna have you know, to be, be three fair. people too. So that's what we'll be fair. Okay, that's that's fair. I'm I'm down for that. So about you know between a hundred, two hundred dollars. And we go to dinner, we drink, we have a good time, and um, that and the other person pays. So that's basically it. So what we're doing here is we're going to bet every single NFL playoff game and see who has a better record at the end. And we're going to try our best not to just end up tying. Because <laughs> we yeah. tied in the regular season, and now we're tied through one week. 
Yeah, because literally, as we did our bets last week, we both were like, yeah, we're probably going to end up tying. God damn it. We're going to tie 3-3 because we went against each other on all six games last week. And uh, I'll tell you, I lost uh, the Vegas bet, won the Buffalo, won the Tampa Bay, lost Dallas, lost Pittsburgh, and won the Rams. So you know George's bets too. And we ended up exactly 3-3. and Um, So let's see what we can cook up this weekend on these bets and – yeah, but Let's Sammy, hope we don't have the exact same bets. Seriously, think about this. Through 19 weeks of NFL football this week, we where we both picked five games a week every single week, and now we picked all the playoff games. We are, have the exact same record. Yeah, you went 41, 47, and two during the season, correct? Yeah, yeah. That's insane. I like it. I don't know how that's possible. Like this could probably never happen again through 18 weeks. I would be exactly tied and then tied after the first week of the playoffs, but we'll see we're not going to end up being tied probably by the end of this. We'll so, find out if we're going yeah. all four against each other again. We might again. Never know. Let's see. Um, let's start off with the Bengals at Titans. What do you got, George? All right. I got the Bengals plus three and a half points at the Titans. Um, look, I don't know. So is Derek Henry, is it confirmed if he's back or not yet? I know there's like, you know, conflicting reports on both sides. He should be, I think he's going to be trying to give it a go. I don't know if you can pull that up, but in general, I I, I mean, I don't need to pull it up. Just keep talking. I know the answers. All right. You want to tell me? Well, he's 90, like he's literally considered he's off injury reserve. He's supposed to play and. Rabel was like, well, we're going to put him through the work this week and decide. Basically, he's playing, but I think they're just trying to um, play, play coy. Yeah, play coy. Whatever you want to call okay, it. so so yeah. So, but I got the Bengals plus three and a half. I think they're going to keep it close. The Titans might be the... I, I can't think of a weaker, and that there's no offense to the Titans, really, but a weaker number one seed I've seen in NFL since I started watching the NFL. They just don't feel like a number one seed. And if you actually like look at the two quarterbacks, which I like to do a lot when I make you know bets on these like th- games where it's three points, two points, one point, like the one score, really close games. Burrow's a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. I know he doesn't have the playoff experience, but he has done a college football playoff and won a national championship. So he has played on big stages before. So I'm going to take the Bengals plus three and a half. Well, the bigger stages played is Ryan Tannehill because uh, he's made it to AFC championship games. Um, yeah. College and, yeah. college and uh, what's it called? Uh, NFL is a much different level of competition here. And, Ryan Tannehill did play for Texas A&M in the SEC as well, so I don't really think the competition level is even a comparable. They were thing. in the big. They were in the Big Twelve at the time. Doesn't matter. He played for Texas A&M, and he uh, has played in AFC Championship games. Um, I'm rooting for the Bengals to win, um, but I'm taking Tennessee minus uh, plus. Sorry, minus three and a half because this is <laughs> the end of the each other. All the end of the. Ru- it's the end of the run for the uh, Bengals. You don't win two games in your first playoff appearance, and I find that quite obvious and apparent. And, like I, I was trying to go through, like I went through, like all these teams. Like you look at, like when Baker Mayfield had his first playoff appearance, and Lamar Jackson's, and even like a Ryan Tannehill, and the, you know, you go to like a any of these quarterbacks. Look at Matt Stafford; he couldn't even get out of the the a first round of the playoffs for so many years. Josh Allen, it took time. Every 99% of quarterbacks, unless your name's like Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes and like really special, um, one playoff win in your first appearance is usually where it 
it can kind of cap off. Um, Derrick Henry's going to play. Tennessee's a better team. They're coming off a lot of rest. Um, so I'm going to take Tennessee, even though I think they're the weakest one seed we've seen in a long, 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 long time. But I just think based on the fact that Cincinnati played a tough playoff game last week, now they're on the road against the one seed, against a team that's on rest, that's been here many times. Mike Vrabel, as great as Zach Taylor's been for the Bengals, Mike Vrabel's the better coach here as well. Um, and there's a little more quarterback experience from Rand Tannehill. So I think Tennessee is going to win this game because I'm just not ready. I think next year is when Joe Burrow will make the AFC championship. I love Joe Burrow. So I'm rooting for him. I hope I lose this bet, but it's, it's hard to win two playoff games in your first run. I know, you know, yeah. Oh, and uh, that's why I'm picking Tennessee to win the football game, but the Bengals plus three and a half points. I agree with everything you said, but I think it's going to be, it's going to come down to a last possession, really close game. And I think it might end up just being a field goal. Yeah, my I was thinking kind of the same thing, but then I was recapping what happened last weekend, George, and I came to the realization that not a single game ended by less than six points. I really hope we don't get that again this weekend. I want some higher Rotten Tomato scores really badly. I know, but six points is a good game. All I meant is nothing came down to like a three-point game. You had two a six-point game and a seven-point game. If that mm-hmm. happens, there's only four games this week. You'd have two pretty decent games, but they're... Mm-hmm. You know, the three point games are just uh it looks like they weren't they weren't coming around so much so far in this playoffs. Yeah. Right. Super wild coming uh, well, I guess that's our first game. We're already against each other. Green Bay against it's not that shocking, by the way. I mean it's betting. There's a lot of, it's usually fifty fifty. I, I, I know, but okay, but yeah, it's fifty fifty, but now we're fifty fifty. How many games have the playoffs has it been now? Five, six? Seven. Seven. So if you do fifty 57 times that's the odds are so low that we always are against each other. If you actually think about it, I'm sure one of these will have the same bet. This one's going to be different. I'm taking green Bay five and a half <laughs> against San Francisco. Um, it's Aaron Rodgers. They're going to win by seven to 14. I think this is, I think San Francisco uh, maybe lucked out a little bit with a poorly run team and Dak Prescott not being that good of a quarterback. I just, this feel for me, the biggest reason I'll tell you is that it feels like Aaron Rodgers here. And so that's the only reason I'm running with the Packers here. I think they can potentially not blow them out, but get a solid 14 point win. Yeah. I think Kyle Shanahan against um, a lot of these young coaches in the NFL, as far as like, uh, the Sean McVay's he's undefeated. I think he's undefeated against Matt LaFleur. We saw it a couple of years ago in that playoff when they went into Green Bay and ran – or no, Green Bay came to San Francisco and got ran all over that same year on Monday Night Football. I think they played in the year after. They also beat them just by physical football. I think Kyle Shanahan just has something with these coaches, and I don't know if that's because like LaFleur coached under his dad and McVay coached under his dad, and he was kind of like always around them. He knows so much about them, but I kind of feel like the 49ers are going to be able to keep it close. I'd like the Packers to win, but give me the 49ers plus five and a half. Yeah, not worried about it. <laughs> Last thing I'm worried about is Matt LaFleur versus uh, Kyle Shanahan. What I'm worried about is it's Jimmy Garoppolo going against Aaron Rodgers. And uh, Aaron Rodgers, I feel like, is on something this year. He's ready to be like that unvaccinated quarterback that shuts everybody up, and then you can't talk about his vaccine. You just got to talk about him winning playoff games. I know yeah, that he's it's very thinking, possible. I know he's thinking about that. You know he's weird. He is probably thinking about that, but uh, yeah, can't argue that. <laughs> he is. I know he is. This guy's ready to just take over. I just feel it. All right. 
I Tampa have a feeling Bay. this is going to be finally the one. We have the same one. We got Tampa Bay against the Rams. All right. Uh, I got Tampa minus three. Just keep giving me Tom Brady. I'll stop betting on Tom Brady when Tom Brady loses a playoff game. Or when he retires. Or when he <laughs> retires. I'll just stop. At that point, I'll stop. But until then, I'm going to continue it. Yeah, and I think the one, like, the one big thing here is the Rams have not looked the, the Rams and Cardinals both didn't look great the last what half of the season. Yeah, something like that. So I know the Rams had this beautiful big time win against the Cardinals. The Cardinals lost to our goddamn Seahawks by like what? It was seven, but they were really getting their ass kicked against our Seahawks in the last mm-hmm. week of the season when playoff seeding mattered. Um the Rams were also not that hot at the end of the season. So I'm not gonna I'm not going to let myself get tricked by the Monday night Matt Stafford first playoff win against the Cardinals who are also playing bad. I'm not going to let that trick me to thinking Matt Stafford's going to go to Tampa Bay and beat Tom Brady or stay close with Tom Brady. You got to go with Tom Brady until, like you said, until he, he tells us otherwise. Like, I I don't know. I feel like a three point game, especially if it's like a seven point spread, it's different, but a three point spread, like how the hell am I supposed to bet against Tom Brady? You know, man, like I I was just actually thinking about like, cool. We bet on Brady. They lose. I'm cool. I'm cool with it. I'll take it. You know what I mean? Like good risk. Like last week I bet on Jalen fucking hurts. And I'm after the game. I'm like, Oh yeah, I bet on Jalen fucking hurts. Like I'm dumb. Like if I lose Tom, Tom Brady as the quarterback and I'm betting on it. So be it. Yeah, it's like not the worst thing I've ever done, right? Right. I've done worse, like betting on Jalen Hurts. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I've done much worse. Like, I bet on Ben Roethlisberger against Kansas City. Like, come on, grow up. Yeah. (laughs) Grow up. Grow up. You've watched him for 15 years. Grow up. Like, you knew this was coming. (laughs) I was alive during the whole Ben Roethlisberger era. Era. And the Patrick Mahomes era. Like, I should have known better. Absolutely. Last but not least is the Buffalo Bills. This is my favorite game of the week in some senses, just like aesthetically, like it's Chiefs Bills in Kansas City. This one's just a really exciting uh, I don't know, like Rotten Tomato storyline. If this is a good game in Kansas City, Buffalo versus versus, um, Kansas City, it's going to be such a great storyline. Yeah, before before you tell me your bet, I just do want to say one thing about this because I agree with you. I feel like we kept painting this thing, right, with Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes where it's like Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson forever. Lamar Patrick Mahomes versus Deshaun Watson forever. AFC Championships, Justin Herbert forever. It's Josh Allen, man. Josh Allen is so damn good. Like, this is really the the two best young quarterbacks in the AFC for now. Joe Burrow would like to have a word with you in like a year, but I okay, agree. that's fair for now. For now, I'm just saying Joe Burrow would love to speak to you in a little bit. Just give him a couple, couple, give him a year. All right, I know. Or is ba- the Browns versus Ravens both can't even make the playoffs. Exactly. No, no. So yeah, this is the matchup. But uh, who went first on the last one? I did. All right. So you go first on this one. We're taking. We're rolling with the mafia, George. Oh, we're against you. Really, I like it. Tell me why, and I'll tell you why I'm taking the Chiefs minus two. Um, the Chiefs have been to what the Super Bowl twice in the last two years. Um, twice, yeah, is it twice in two years? Yes, correct. Twice in two years. Um, 
it just doesn't I don't know. They they would beat either Tennessee or Cincinnati in the AFC championship game. I just don't see them going three years straight to a um to a Super Bowl. So I'm I'm thinking in a what's the word? Futuristic terms that it's gonna blow up Buffalo had their progressions. And I think this is the year that Buffalo finally takes the next step. I'm gonna just take Buffalo plus two. I just believe in them. I think Kansas City has a lot of holes that we you know, we saw throughout the year, but this is going to be a really tough matchup, and Buffalo deserves one. So I'm taking Buffalo plus two here. Yeah, Vegas the last is time telling we... you they think Buffalo is a better team, right? When it's plus two right, on right, the road, right? Yeah, just slightly better on the road. Uh, that, that, and that's why I'm taking Kansas City. You talked about teams that haven't made the Super Bowl in three years in a row. The last one to do it is the Buffalo Bills, I believe, um, where they made it three years in a row. So. I kind of feel like the Chiefs are going to make it. I, I the earlier in the season they did play the Bills. The Bills kicked their ass. Um, usually, so a lot of times when that happens, the other team comes back in the playoffs and beats the other team. The Chiefs seemed like they kind of. This is kind of one of those games where I'm a little worried both ways. I actually went back and forth on both. And if I was to like, if you know, let's just say this is a regular free money five weekend, I would have stayed away from this game because I think this is a perfect line. Uh, both teams, I always say, Sammy, be aware of a team that looked too good the week before. Both of these teams looked too good the week before. So I'm just going to slightly go with the Chiefs minus two because it's in Kansas City. That's the only reason. And I think the winner of this game, you're right, Sammy, is going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I just think it's Buffalo's year to go to the Super Bowl. So I was just, I was looking ahead. I just don't see three years straight. So roll kind of Bills Mafia, baby. I am kind of hedging because my Super Bowl pick is the Bills and Buccaneers, and I'm taking the Chiefs here. So I'm kind of hedging. Get one of them right, at least. I don't get it. What do you mean? Did you, you, where did you announce your Super Bowl pick? Uh, before the playoffs, I tweeted it. Okay. So why would you pick <laughs> Kansas City? I, I can be right on one of them, at least. I, I'll let you know. I'm just going to let you know from now. No one cares. Because I changed my mind. I changed no my mind. No one cares if you get one, or one of them, both of them, whatever, right? What we care about is this playoff competition right here, right now. Buffalo or Casey. You're going Casey. And, and I, I'm going Casey. Man, I just I – really, they both teams looked really, really, really good. But I feel like Casey clicked last week. Like, there's something there that just is like, oh, yeah, this team's – this is a team – that I'm like, just pencil them into the Super Bowl every single year, and I, I'm penciling them back in now. Yeah, they're probably going to win by 30. I guess I'm, I'm doing the opposite. I'm just saying, like, there's no fucking way you do this again. And you know what, George? They'll probably do it again. I, I love it. The reverse jinx by Sammy, sure, sure. Yeah, no, they, they will. I, I'm actually, like, I'm just sitting here now thinking. It's like, it was like betting against Tom Brady in New England. There's no way they do it again. Yeah, they did. So they did. yeah, it's good. Man, I, you're right, but that's a game aesthetically like on Sunday, three 30 in the afternoon. Like, man, I can't wait for that game. That's the best game of, of the week. It's going to be a fun one, George. Well, Absolutely. we're an hour in and you know what that means. It's almost time to end. But before we end George, I will ask you respectfully if you have anything else to say. Uh, no, it's got nothing to say. I do need to uh, just tell everyone as always, I'll just do it. I usually say it at the end of a podcast, but I'll just say it now. If you're enjoying this, do us a favor. Send it to a friend. The best form of marketing is word-of-mouth marketing, so suggest this to your friends if you do enjoy listening to us. Well, well, well. I like that. And rate us on Spotify now also and on Apple, wherever you want. But before we get going, 
we're going to do one of our four segments from our bonus episode every Friday. You're probably listening to this on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, or whenever. On Friday, we release our bonus episodes, Am I the Asshole? We love your submissions. You can DM us at pod that on Instagram or on Twitter, or you can email us at hello at the sports on tap.com and with your submissions. But as of right now, we're going off some Reddit posts. Am I the asshole? We say the story. We decide if we think they're the asshole or not. And we discuss on this podcast, George, we do one of them. And then the other three come out on Friday on top of the first one from the bonus episode. So let's get into the first one. Uh, I think last week you went first, correct? Yep. So you were going first this week, my friend. Okay. I will go first this week. Um, and then if you want to hear my other one or George's other two, don't forget, check out Friday. The, just search Pod That Brothers on Spotify, on um, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast, and you'll catch all four of the stories. And like I said, you can DMS all that stuff. So... Let's do the first, am I the asshole? George, am I the asshole for telling my roommate it's his fault he isn't attractive? (laughs) That's a tough, that's already a tough one. Six months ago, I uh, moved in with Alex, 23-year-old male and a 24-year-old male. I guess that's important. A friend I met last year in college. I'm a well-groomed and considered good-looking So I get attention from women when we go out. This is normally met by comments from Alex about how lucky I am to look like I do, but it isn't luck. I used to be skinny and pimply like him before I started transforming my appearance in the first year of college. I started lifting weights five five to six times a week, eating healthy, drinking water, learning fashion, figuring out what hair and beard style looks good on me, figuring out skincare routines that work for me. I'm proud of my appearance because how much I put into it. I don't appreciate comments about how Lucky I am. Alex has potential. Tall, good facial structure, good career. But he puts in no effort. He eats unhealthy, mainly soda, pre-processed foods, and DoorDash. His style is hoodies, t-shirts, jeans, sweatpants, no skin care. Doesn't work out. Dry hair from using a three-in-one shampoo. (laughs) Uh, That's fair. That's true. Uh, He spends a lot of time gaming. He's also a bit abrasive when I try to be friendly. I try to help him with sounding judgmental. I'll invite him to cook, go shopping, go to the gym, productive, self-improving activities, but always rejects it. And I think, George, now this is when, from the beginning of this, like uh, I'll pause, it's not over. From the beginning, um, it sounds like this is a really good friend. He's trying to help him. He's trying. Yeah, I just thought the three-in-one shampoo is funny. Like, man, he could, if only he would use it, not a three Shampoo and kitchen, three in one. Can't do that. You got to get, I thought, I thought it's two in one. Oh, the body wash. It's also body wash. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Oh, that's too much, man. Go get, go separate them. George and I are really into personal hygiene. If you're listening to this podcast, we're not hating on you if you're not, but I use a separate body wash, conditioner, and uh, shampoo, conditioner, and body wash. I know George does. Same, too, so same, same here. Take care of yourself. Last week, I invited him to drink with our neighbors and their friends. A few of the new people were just complimenting my fashion. We talked about our favorite stores. Alex butts in and says, you just need to be born lucky like OP, and you will. Sorry, who the hell is OP? It's probably OP. No, no, the original poster. That's uh, Reddit lingo. Okay, you'll just need to be lucky like OP. 
and you'll look good at everything. Alex somehow steers in the conversations toward my dating life and makes more salty comments about how I get girls and he gets none. Alex, this is a long one, sorry. Alex oversharing on my behalf and his comments pissed me off, especially stuff about being born lucky because if anything, he's the one born lucky. Oh, I like that. He was raised in a white upper middle class hold. Both his parents are tenured professors at a prestigious university that we went to. I was raised in a family of poor immigrants and had to grind for scholarships uh, uh, to have any hope of affording the same school. In college, I had to hustle for a good-paying internship in TA jobs to afford clothes and products for my glow-up. For those that don't know what a glow-up means, I mean, it's like for him getting better looking. Yep. George, you know, I feel like you had a glow-up. Didn't you have a glow-up? Oh, I totally had a glow-up. Lose weight, look better, but we'll talk about that, yeah. Even though I make more... He has more money to spend on improving himself because I spent half my paycheck to my family. When Alex and I get back to our apartment, he makes another luck comment. I don't know if luck's right, but luck. Oh yeah. Luck comment. I snap back a little bit. I told him he could look better if he tried. He asked what I mean. I, I go over the differences in our habits and I mentioned the above. He gets angry and starts saying stuff like society is worse when attractive people get full of themselves instead of realizing how lucky they are. I finally snap. And I tell him he puts in no effort and it's his own fault. He doesn't look good. Then I went, then he went back to his room and slammed his door. It's been over a week, George, and they have barely spoken since. Am I the asshole? And was I too harsh? What say you? All right. Well, there's a lot of things here. uh, A lot of different ways we can go about this. We already talked about the shampoo, but I'm just going to give you guys a personal story here because Sammy mentioned my glow up. I, I didn't call it a glow up. I just called it losing weight. And started to take care of myself. Um, look, uh, skincare. Uh, I'm gonna say, skincare, you also, oh yeah, you know, you had to, we we both had some pimple problems growing up. Yeah. Oh, uh, I have a skincare things. routine. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, look, I wasn't when I was 17, 18 years old. I wasn't that attractive. Let's just be honest with each other. Um, in high school, I was definitely not one to get the ladies. I didn't really ever have a girlfriend in high school. I never really uh, got any. Uh, <laughs> lack of a better word action in high school and you know as a high school kid that's always important to you and all your other friends are getting action and 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 um attention from the opposite sex and i never got any of that and you know uh, i i kind of one day looked at myself in the mirror and realized it was my fault i was you know thought i was uh you know 50 cent i was wearing clothes that were way too big for me and super duper baggy and i did that also (laughs) to high had a brooklyn blowout haircut had a Brooklyn blowout haircut and yeah, the good Brooklyn blowout haircut. And I did, and only wore G unit echo and, uh, Sean, John. And, uh, you know, that was just, you know, me trying to be cool. But part of me wearing really baggy clothes was to hide the fact that I was also overweight. I would weigh like 240 pounds by my senior year in high school. And I still had a sick ass jump shot shot and was able to play on the varsity team what up but that's not the point the point here is like i decided to like start looking good i lost 50 60 pounds i started doing a skincare routine because i had pimply pimples i got a new haircut that's really fashionable and i started wearing clothes that fit me better when i lost weight because now i could and it goes back to the original poster here and he's like yo dude no nobody's born perfect no one's born that's the thing i think what you're because I want to stop you for a second because you're trying to make it sound like you turned into Cristiano Ronaldo here. A very but, close, 
the point is nobody's born perfect. Go Google people that you admire, that you think are gorgeous, actors, sports athletes, and you'll see whether it's when they got money or when they matured or took care of themselves, whatever it may be, everybody can be more attractive if they do a suit cut or a haircut that suits them, a beard that suits them or a shaving that suits them or lose weight or whatever it is. Nobody doesn't mean you're going to become a model, right? doesn't mean you're going to not be a model, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it basically just shows that if you do take care of yourself, work out, work on your style, your haircut, everybody can be attractive in their own way. I think that's the key message. Yeah, absolutely. But to, just to get to the whole point there, to bring it full circle, if someone back then when I was a little bit overweight or you know something would tell me like, oh, you could get better or you can do the this, I, I, I would get defense defensive. And that's a defense mechanism. So yeah. Um, you might be taking it like he's an asshole, like the original poster, but he's not the asshole. He is trying to help, but the only way he can really get help is if he, that, the guy, the, the guy, his roommate, the only way he'd actually lose weight and look better and, you know, eat healthy and do this is if he really wants to. So you're not the asshole, but you're fighting a battle that's really hard to win. Um, I will add, I don't think he's the asshole either. Although I don't think you needed it. I think, You'd be an asshole if you ever say it again to him. I think this was kind of one of those. You said it one time, like, okay, buddy, you want to keep talking about me and my luck and, like, that's pissing me off? I've been trying to help you. I can help you if you want. So, but you're not taking Don't care of Don't use the three in one. Yeah, like, no, he told them whatever. <laughs> I mean, but he didn't say the three in one. He just told them that you don't take care of yourself. So if you take care of yourself, you'd be better looking. You told him once, and that's it. And if he is cool with it and wants help, you know who he's going to go to, right? Now, if you bring it up again without him wanting to talk about it, you're the asshole. But you brought it up once because he comments on you all the time getting lucky, and you're like, I'm not lucky, man. I just worked at getting more attractive. Like, this guy's not saying that he's, you know, the hottest man in the world. He's just saying that, like, you know, I worked on my weight and my style, and so I I can actually be attracted by the opposite sex, right? And I think Mm -hmm. this is important for anybody to know, just like there, there's something about cleaning yourself up to say that will help you with the opposite sex. And I think that's what he's saying, but he's not the asshole George because he said it won't. It's a guy continuing to like bash on him for being lucky. Um, But if he does say it again, I think you agree. Now, if you go up to him, like, dude, I, you need to just try harder again, then you're an asshole. Like he obviously doesn't want the help. So you can't give it. But I agree with you, George. In life with anything, weight loss, looks, money, jobs, there's one key factor. And what is it that you? Oh, you want it? You want an agent? Okay. I was was wondering there. Last thing I do want to say about this one, Sammy, though, is I feel like there's something missing in the story by the original poster because, like, either he's told them before and now the guy keeps making comments or, like, I don't know, like, wh- or why would this guy keep telling him how lucky he is all the damn time? Just some, this, I, this could not be the first time he's told him that. What do you mean? So, because he's like, oh, he always tells me how lucky I am and all this. Like, oh, you're born lucky. You know, you get all the girls. You're lucky. You're lucky. And it's not the first time he said it. So it can't be the first time he told him that he's not working hard enough on his appearance. No, it is. He said, I finally snapped. So it is the first I know. time. I feel like it's not. I just have a feeling it's not. 
I strongly disagree. There'd be no purpose of the story if he had already uh, told him. He would have already snapped and went to his room and cried about it. Yeah. The whole purpose I, I, of it is I got sick and tired of him telling me how lucky I was, so I snapped and told him that it's his I, fault. I, that would make I, no I would, sense. I, Sorry, but just your theory would make no sense in the story. Like, oh, I kept telling him that, and he kept telling me how lucky well, I am. Well, well, well why would? Story. Because, like, why would he keep telling someone how lucky you are if there was no conversation about looks? Because he just said he said he bitch at him about how he always gets the girls. I never get girls. You're so lucky. You used to bitch at me, George, without conversation about looks. You're so lucky you can eat anything. Your metabolism's amazing. Do you not say that's that? That's very true. Yeah, but that's you true. know how many times yeah. my shout out to my roommate. He's in Miami right now. Riley Gilbo is on vacation there. He uh, always had a six pack in college, and I was okay with the ladies in college. I didn't have I didn't have an issue to be honest. Like it's not like I'm not fucking Cristiano Ronaldo, but you know I have I have a lot of confidence. I take care of myself. But I would get so upset. You eat McDonald's all the time or eat fast food, never gain a pound, always a six pack. I used to always be like, you're so damn lucky, your metabolism. And at one point, he was like, bro, I work, I play on the football team. I work out like three hours a day. And I was like, yeah, true. okay, fuck. Fair reason. <laughs> yeah. Get to the gym. So, yeah. Like, uh, okay, fine. I'll get in the gym. Damn it. All right. Well, am I the asshole? This is the second edition, George. And uh, the rest of it will be out on. Friday. Friday it is. So if you enjoy this, please, please, please review the podcast. Leave it five stars. Press subscribe. Share with the friend. And leave us your stories. Like I said, DM us at pod that pod that on Instagram or Twitter or email us at hello at the sports on tap.com, our main brand. Uh, if you want to give us one of your stories. But for the next three MIR the assholes, George has two. I have one more. They will be on our Friday bonus edition podcast. So stay tuned for that and uh, let us know what you guys think. Um, until then, we'll be back on this main podcast after the NFL playoffs this weekend. So stay tuned and uh, we appreciate y'all listening. And this is the Sports on Tap. And George, you know what we like to say? Cheers to sports. Thanks, y'all. You're listening to the Sports on Tap Podcast Network. Cheers to sports.